You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hey, welcome back to the Gospel Project for Students Leader Training Podcast. My name is Andy, and I have with me Amanda. Hey. Hey, and we are your Gospel Project for Students uh, team. Yeah, so we work to edit the material and and, uh, and and create the content and craft it. And so uh, we are uh, at Unit 20, Session 2. Uh, the title for this session is Jesus is Tempted. And so we're going to be looking at the temptation narrative today. Uh, hopefully you had a, a, a good uh, Easter session. Hopefully you guys uh, used the material and, and it, it was great. But uh, now we're going to kind of jump back into the chronology. And, um, and so before we left, we were at the baptism. And so we see that as soon as Jesus is baptism, he's sort of ushered into the wilderness, right? And so we kind of – now there's a lot of cool biblical parallelism that's going on right here. Right. Uh, we, we, we see this um, – um, you know, just lots of things that we can talk about. Obviously, the, one of the first things that comes that comes to mind is Israel's wilderness temptation experience, and so uh, so that those kind of are set up against one another. Israel's wilderness temptation, uh, and and sort of the you know, are they going to pass or fail? And and they failed, and they were you know forced to kind of wander around for forty years. But what what about Jesus? You know, what is he going to do? Uh, is he um, uh, going to going to uh, pass his wilderness temptation experience, and so that's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, and we're going to be looking at the main point that, namely, that Jesus overcame temptation uh, through the power of God's word. Now, I, I know that that's we can kind of say that, and and and, but it, it's such an important point that we're going to emphasize all throughout the session. And um, and so let's uh, let's try to think of some creative ways in which we can sort of uh, make it land in the heart of a of a teenager, and yeah. so. Um, but yeah, so lots of uh, cool things to talk about. Um, one of the things that that I find interesting, and uh, as as we we mentioned this in the head section, the fact that look, you know, there's there's going to be no. Well, actually, before we before we get to the application, let's just kind of talk about the narrative a little bit. So, one of the things that I would want to point out to students. Um, specifically from the biblical narrative is how Jesus engaged with Satan with the temptations, right? So the temptation is sort of uh, leveled at him, you know, hey, look, you know, choose this shortcut. I'll give you this if you just basically submit to me. And um, and so, but how, Jesus' response was always with what? With, with yeah, with, with the scripture, right? And so I, I think that this is, this is an important point uh, and you can mention to students, hey, look, you know, when Paul talks about the armor of God, you know, tell them that, look, Paul only mentions one offensive armor, uh, one piece to fight back with, one offensive weapon, and that's the the, the sword, the, which is uh, the word of the Spirit. And so, um, you know, this is important because so, you know, th- yes, there's lots of defensive weapons that we have as Christians, but the one offensive weapon that we have, the one that we can actually take into battle and use uh, to do some damage ourselves is, is the word, is the word of God. And so, Yeah, I love that top line, Andy, on the top of page 68, where it says, time and time again, Satan tempts us to distrust God and begin to question him in two ways. Did God really say that? And can we really trust him? Okay, so 
I think that you can come up with every temptation that you possibly can think about and every sin. And what Satan's goal is, is he wants you to doubt God and he wants you to question whether or not God said that. And you know what's awesome is that God's word is the only way that you can answer those two questions accurately. Um, mm-hmm. You know, did God say that? Well, look at his word. Can we really trust him? Let's look at God's word. Um, and so without God's word, you're not going to be able to answer those questions and you are going to give in to how Satan is leading you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's so true. And um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I think that there's an immediate point of application for us when it comes to the way that Jesus responds. Obviously, we take our cues from Scripture. We, we learn from from Jesus' example, what, what Paul did, some of the other um, uh, heroes of the faith. But when it comes to how we are tempted to mistrust uh, God or to distrust his word or to doubt what, what he said right. or to, to, to take something in a way that we shouldn't take it or in a maybe God wants us to have it at a different time. Yeah. But you know, and we're gonna kinda talk about, you know, how 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 Satan was trying to, you know, do a shortcut here in a little bit. But but maybe maybe God just wants us to wait and, and get it in his timing, in his way. Um but we're tempted to kinda to, to do a shortcut and, and, and uh man, like the way that we go about that temptation is by dousing it with 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 scripture right by being reminded of the truth of scripture by being reminded of the truth of god's word um you know i i told students it's like this uh it's like when you're in the shower i've, I've given this illustration you know for years now <laughs> and uh and so it's it gets a couple of giggles and so that's good but uh but i say look hey you know when you're in the shower and you see that like hair on the wall of the shower <laughs> and you know you don't want to touch it obviously just because it's a hair and and you know nobody you know even though it's probably like your hair you still like how did it leap off my head onto the wall you know five feet above me or whatever but but anyway so like i don't know i and maybe it's just the funny part is that we've all done it probably it may be only weird people like myself but <laughs> but you start to like just throw water at that the uh the hair right and it sort of just sort of starts to kind of make its way down the wall like you know little by little <laughs> right and then and then but to like and then you know then you start cupping like two hands worth of water full and start like chucking it at at the hair and and uh and then you know to to really get it to to move to the to the floor to the drain you yeah you open up your mouth and you just fill your mouth no, with water no. and then <laughs> <laughs> so so that, I may be the only one that's ever done this, but no, I I verified it. Other people have done this as well, but it, it's so true. Like right, so there's some temptations in life that man we could throw out like kind of a promise verse, you know, we can kind of memorize it, and it's sufficient. It's going to get us, you know. Sometimes we we need a little bit more than that. Sometimes we need to memorize chapters, maybe even books of the Bible. Sometimes we need to to take it a little bit step further and really hide God's word into our heart mm-hmm. um, and and fight a particular temptation with a substantial amount of scripture, right? And so I mean, it's it's just kind of a silly way to illustrate that point, but uh, but the point is like that's how we. That's how we um, um, fight temptation, you know, right. uh, with with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so, and luckily, this is something that is so easy to put into um, 
uh, easy application terms for your students, you know, like teaching them the importance of memorizing scripture and how do you memorize scripture? How do you put up Bible verses around your bathroom or in the car? Um, how can you, you know, be listening to God's word on like an audio tape? How can you be spending more time in God's word? So easy ways to apply is just a matter of teaching students that it's it's accessible, like God's word is not something far off from them. It's something that they have um, easy access to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, like I, one, one of the things that, that you, that students may sort of come back with is the fact that, oh, well, you know, Jesus is the son of God, you know, right. these he knows everything. temptations, right? I mean, and I've heard that before. But, you know, really stress to them, okay, yes, he is the divine son of God, but Jesus is fully Fully man as well, yes. so fully God, fully man, um, and 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 one one person. And so here we're talking um, <clears throat> about the fact that like he legitimately experienced temptation, just the same way that we would experience temptation. Mm-hmm. And so Which, I would just underscore that, and yeah. and uh, you know if that that question comes up, you can kind of respond that way. Um, but. But yeah, so there's lots of good uh, additional application points. I really like the fact in the head section that, you know, sometimes God uses trials to, to test us. And, uh, and and even if not done for that explicit pers- purpose, maybe God at least allowed it in our life for a reason. And maybe one of those reasons, again, he's doing 10,000 things in, in our lives and we, we may not be aware, but just a few of them. Um, you know, there's so many variables that are going on in our everyday lives that just one or two of those little small things were to change, it would change the trajectory. So God is orchestrating things and he's allowing things to take place. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes we do face these difficult situations. Sometimes we do face temptations and, uh, and, but nevertheless, he's setting us up for success. He wants us to obviously lean upon him, to not rely upon our own strength. Uh, but to lean upon him and to hide his word in our hearts so that we may not sin against him. So Absolutely. Um, I would also just say that it's it's a great chance for you to talk to your students about the cost of when you do choose Satan's shortcut over following God's gracious plan, like that following Satan may look easy, it may feel good in the moment, but there will always be a cost that's associated with not following and not trusting God. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point for sure. Yeah, and we talk a little bit about that in the heart uh, section for sure because sin does have a way of enticing us, right? These temptations, mm-hmm. uh, it makes promises, but it never delivers on the promise, right? right. So, um, or if it does, it's only for a short time, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't have like sustaining joy. It doesn't have the, the type of sustaining pleasure that we're looking for, the sustaining joy that we're looking for. Uh, you know, the, even the author of Hebrews is, is, will say that um, sin is, has a fleeting type joy, right? Yep. Um, but, and, and, and we all that know that to be true. And, uh, but, but, you know, the way that God's created us, we obviously long for, for, for more. And so, mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyway, those are all good talking points. I think that you have a lot to go on. Dive into the session material this week. Use it as your personal study time and God's Word. And then when you get to class to, to lead your students, that you're just able to kind of teach from the overflow of, of your own personal study. And so um, I hope that you guys have a great week. Thanks for uh, using the Gospel Project, and we'll see you here next time. Thanks for being with us. Thanks. Thanks.